The Lord be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's divine service as we gather around God's holy word and receive the gift of his very body and blood in the sacrament of the altar. A few announcements for this morning. First of all, our fall Sunday school and Bible classes will begin next Sunday. Join us in the study of God's word. Our Wednesday morning Bible class will begin on Wednesday at 9.30, uh, continuing on with a book entitled Limping with God, um, Bible study on the life of Jacob, and that will meet in the fellowship hall. The Board of Elders will meet this Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Uh, the best way to follow along is to place your bulletin in the back of your hymnal. Uh, today we begin with uh, Divine Service Setting 3 on page 184. Uh, so the best way to follow along is to place that bulletin in the back of your hymnal and simply go to the page indicated. That's it for announcements for this morning. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Please kneel for confession and absolution. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
be to God on high. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son willingly endured the agony and shame of the cross for our redemption. Grant us courage to take up our cross daily and follow him wherever he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost is from a Jeremiah chapter 15. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake, I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and a delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone, because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The epistle is from Romans chapter 12. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the Gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, on this Labor Day weekend, our country takes time out to honor the work and vocations that we have been given in our lives to do. With that in mind, I'd like you to think about the Lord's Labor Day, not a day off for Him. I'd like you to think about His Labor Day of creating us, his labor day of redeeming us at the cross, his labor day of sending his spirit, his labor day of serving us with his gifts of forgiveness, life, and peace right here and now in his service to us this morning, and his labor day of judging the living and the dead on the last day. Thinking like this, this does not come naturally to us because we, like Peter, tend to set our minds on the things of men and not on the things of God. We're focused on our work and not God's work. We think worship is what we do for God And quite frankly, we want credit for it. My goodness, you're here on Labor Day of all days. In addition, from Peter's limited perspective and ours, Jesus should not be involved in work that entails suffering and death, as he spoke about in our text, nor should he, as the King of kings and Lord of lords, be serving us here, in this place called the church. Quite frankly, we think it's beneath him. And Peter didn't stop struggling with this. Do you remember when Jesus on Monday Thursday was washing his disciples' feet? Peter would have none of it. Remember how Jesus responded then too? Unless I wash you, you have no part with me, right? But with Peter, we think it should be the other way around. But Jesus makes clear that thinking in that way puts us in opposition to God, to God and Christ. Hmm. When Jesus spoke of his own suffering and death, We hear that Peter rebuked him by saying, this shall never happen to you, Jesus. No way this is going to happen to you. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus, that's not what God does. He doesn't suffer, he doesn't die. That's not my version of the Christ. So you just need to stop right here and now. That's not gonna happen to you. And Jesus responded to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. You are a hindrance to me. My goodness, do you see why 
The church is founded not on Peter, but on Peter's confession. You are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. The rock is not Peter, it's Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ. But here we see he doesn't quite fully understand that yet. I think often we don't either. We don't either. That's why Jesus calls him a hindrance. Peter, like the evil one himself, is attempting to stop Jesus from saving us from sin and death. Are you stopping your friends, your neighbors, your children from receiving the gifts that our Lord is here to serve? That's something to think about. Are you a hindrance to his work among us? I'd say, quite frankly, at times you are. And so am I. And I'm the pastor, and he is too. We are not the Christ. You are not the Christ. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And this is his labor day, not a day off for him. It's a work day of delivering his gifts for the life of the world. I want you to think about the Lord's labor all along, the labor of creating us, the labor of redeeming us, of serving us, and judging us, is all done by Jesus. Let's start with creation. He created us out of nothing, meaning that we didn't even have the slightest hand in that labor. Now, those who have set their minds on the things of man, they deny that God created us, even so far as rejecting intelligent design in favor of the chance theory of evolution. Now, why is that? Well, we want our being here to be our work, not the Lord's. We're arrogant, not arrogant enough to think that we did it all, even popping ourselves into existence when we didn't exist. That's folly. And I don't care how many PhDs someone has behind their names. That's folly at its heart. That's to say that you know better than the God who created you. I want you to think about this. If you think that way, if you think that life comes from you and not from God, consider this. It's a quote from a physicist, pretty bright guy. His name is Jay Sorenstrom. And he writes this. I want you to listen very carefully, and I'm going to say it very slowly. He writes, quote, A six-foot-long ribbon of DNA, more than a billion times finer than a human hair, that's billion with a B, with three billion with a B, base pairs, is neatly organized spooled and socked 
inside the nucleus of a cell without ever getting tangled. If you were to look behind my TV, where the cable is, that's a tangled mess. But we're talking billions of strands going on with what he says. There are about 100 trillion, that's trillion with a T, 100 trillion cells in a, an adult human being and a copy of the DNA in nearly every cell. DNI, I'm sorry, DNA holds roughly the same amount of information as a full DVD. For those of you who are younger, a DVD is one of those circle things that we... That's a lot. Now I want you to think about this. He goes on, he writes, a stack of 100 DVDs would reach two-thirds the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Do you think that's a lot of information going on in your bodies? Do you think that's brilliant? I do. This didn't come out of chaos. This didn't come out of utter stupidity. It's intelligent. He says, quote, Nothing that people have built comes remotely close to DNA for compact storage capacity. Nothing. Now, you've heard a lot about AI, right, and the, the tremendous storage possibilities that we're able to put together, right, with computers and, and all of the technology and so forth. I got a question for you. Why don't they call it AE, artificial evolution? They call it artificial intelligence, don't they? Because they're seeking to copy what God has created. We are. And by the way, it's brilliant to be able to do that, to begin to unpack the glory of God. But the storage, I mean, it's not even close. Nowhere near. It's arrogant to think that, oh, we've got it now, technology. We could be our own gods, not even close, not even close. All of what we do falls short of the glory of God. You need to know this, and by the way, Jesus believed it too, and Jesus is God, and he had a hand in creation. God said it was so when it was good. Creation is the labor of the Lord. Creation is the Lord's day, the Lord's labor day, all six days of it. Wow. So he does it all with regard to create, creating us, right? But he also does the labor of our salvation, every last bit of it. The labor of our salvation was done in its entirety by him, and it entailed his suffering and dying on a cross because of because of our sin and rising on the third day to set us free from it. Jesus said you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, right? You're not. Not even close. And you're not even close in the, the abilities of what God can do 
even though you can do great things. We were created in his image. It's really phenomenal when we, we see the, the abilities and the talents and the wisdom and skill of God's people, but it's not even close to him. As a result, the work or labor required to save ourselves, well, it's impossible. The Apostle Paul makes that clear too, right? You are dead in your trespasses and sin. What do dead people do? Nothing. This is all a gift of God. It's all a gift of God. And nothing is impossible with God. And so, Jesus took on our flesh and blood. He became the human being as we human beings were meant to be, perfect in thought, word, and deed, to restore us, to restore us to him. It's all his labor, and it entailed tremendous suffering. And he was willing to do it because he has an unending, tremendous love for us, like his father. The Father's will is the Son's will, is the will of the Holy Spirit that we receive these great gifts, that we receive the benefit of God's labor, of God's work, and not become a hindrance to it. Now, the labor of delivering that salvation, well, is also done by him. Remember Pentecost? Jesus sends the Spirit as he promised. And Jesus is at work by his Spirit. Whenever and wherever his word is proclaimed and the water of holy baptism is applied and the body and blood of our Lord is given us to eat and to drink. And through these means, he forgives. He washes. He's the butler, the host, and the food itself at the table. And do you know why this is all the Lord's labor for us on this, his labor day? Do you know why? Because if he left anything to us, we'd mess it up. It needed to be done right. It needed to be done by God. And he did it, and he does it. And what do you get? His peace. After He rose from the dead, went to the disciples, fearing for their lives. Peace be with you. When you were baptized, peace be with you. Today, as you receive the benefit of the Lord's work, you kneel. He's at work. This is my body. This is my blood. Peace be with you. Oh, day of rest and gladness. Our sins are forgiven. God is with us, and he promises never to leave us nor forsake us. Finally, the labor of judging the living and the dead is done by Jesus as well. Ha! That's really great, isn't it, if you think about it? The one who loved you to death, death on a cross, the one who desperately wants you with him, with God, to live in the light of his glory throughout all eternity, He's the judge of the living and the dead. Now, what's interesting is 
Jesus said, truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his glory. You know what happens after this? The transfiguration of our Lord. Peter, James, and John see him with Moses and Elijah in his glory. (laughs) He's coming. He's about to make his exodus, about to open the door to, to the kingdom of heaven. They got a glimpse of that. And they, we, all of us, are given to know that our salvation is not the work of Moses. It's not our following the law. Our salvation is done by Jesus. It's his labor that wins it and delivers it, and he does the labor of judging the living and the dead. And oh, what a gracious Lord he is, that he says, everything that I have done, I'm going to credit you with that. And remember with the sheep and the goats, do you remember how the sheep just don't remember when they did all of those things? Well, they weren't doing it to get credit, to get something from God. They were joined with Jesus in his love for others. And that's what the Word of God does for all of us. Heaven and earth intersect this day. Jesus is among us, the King of kings and Lord of lords, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if this is the Lord's Labor Day, and it is, what is this day for us. Well, it is a day of rest and gladness. So we sing with the hymn writer, or we just sang with the hymn writer, right? Listen closely and see how it all comes together. Quote, this day at earth's creation, the light first had its birth. This day for our salvation, Christ rose from depths of earth. This day, our Lord victorious, the Spirit sent from heaven. And thus this day, most glorious, a threefold light was given. This day, God's people meeting his holy scripture here, his living presence greeting through bread and wine made near. We journey on believing, renewed with heavenly might, from grace, more grace receiving on this Blessed day of light. Ha! Happy Labor Day. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, teach your faithful ones to trust so fully in your fatherly care that they seek not vengeance but mercy. Stoke our zeal to bless those who curse us, Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, you've made us a feast on your word to delight of our hearts. Keep us from the worldly company of revelers who despise your holy word and inspire pastors of your church to brazenly proclaim what is precious, the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, open wide the hearts of Christians to one another, especially within the home and between neighbors, 
Let love be genuine, speech truthful, and patience constant. Let us command ourselves in everything as those known by God's love and therefore unashamed to serve one another. We thank you this day at the 65th wedding anniversary of Wayne and Eileen Stardahl, the 44th wedding anniversary of Jim and Marion Lindsay, and for the work of Maria Blas for our Trinity Lutheran Child Care Program. Lord, in your mercy. Preserve our nation, its leaders, and those who serve for the good of our people and for their protection. Grant peace in our time, O Lord, for you alone fight for us. Lord, in your mercy. Great physician, heal and restore your people. We especially remember the victims of the wildfires in Maui, Hawaii. Oliver Kelly, recovering after a tonsillectomy. Ron, recovering at home after a hospital stay. Mike, recovering after surgery. Brad, awaiting a kidney transplant. Renee, experiencing difficult complications after major surgery. Bart, for continued management of his illness. For Emmy, Tim, Heather, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer. For Dorothy in hospice care. And for the family of Deborah Kelm and the family of Dan Holt, who we remember today. Give them your holy care and strength to bear their crosses, that they may endure to see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, lead us to the repentance and faith, that we might not think more highly of ourselves than is right, but that we would set our hearts and minds on the things of God. Prepare us to receive the blessed gifts of our Lord's table, by which you preserve us holy and blameless in Christ until he comes again. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, in communion with all your saints, grant us endurance to bear our crosses as Christ bore his for us. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated as we gather together the offering. We invite you to fill out the friendship registry.
with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
us with our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.